Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm MT1, and you're listening to MT1's Kindness Network. Um, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Um, after taking a month off, it's, it's kind of nice to be back. And um, I did want to thank all of you who have uh, supported the show and who have uh, listened um, to my program. I, I appreciate all the support that I've received. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop Eric here, but we're going to talk a little bit more about um, that music you were just hearing in a few minutes. Um, and um, Kindness Network is a program where I ask my listeners to perform daily acts of kindness and to call onto the show to discuss your experiences with giving, receiving, or witnessing acts of kindness. Um, because my belief is that as we become more aware of the kindness around us, the better our daily lives will be. Um, our phone number is 646-716-6933. Um, give me a call if you have a kindness experience that uh, you might be able to share with us. And today, um, we're joined by a very special guest co-host. Um, in some of my past shows, I think I've talked about my friend and work colleague, Jeff. Um, Jeff is a uh, father. He's a guitarist. And um, he does something in the same building where I work. Um, so, Jeff, are you there? Yep. I can hear you loud and clear. All right, cool. This is real cool. Um, and um, as I was saying earlier, uh, before I get too deep in uh, today's kindness programming, I did want to uh, promote the music of one of my MySpace friends, Eric. And uh, this is a, um, an artist who, uh, he's from France, apparently. And um, I want to play one of his songs in a little, in a couple minutes. Um, that he has been kind enough to, to share with us today. Um, he has a, a MySpace music page, um, and you can listen to uh, much of his work at uh, myspace.com forward slash melody, M-E-L-O-D-Y, Adelarte, A-D-E-L-A-R-T-E. Um, he also has a, a pretty cool YouTube uh, page. Um, and his YouTube page is where I was um, just listening to um, one of his um, pieces that when I, uh, as our intro today. And um, his uh, YouTube page is basically the same as his MySpace page. Um, it's just YouTube.com instead of MySpace.com forward slash Melody Adelarte. I guess that's how you say it. M-E-L-O-D-Y-A-D-E-L-A-R-T-E. And... Um, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to play a, a song that uh, Eric had sent me in MP3 format. Um, it should sound a little bit better in, in terms of uh, sound quality than than the uh, um, the music we were just listening to. So this song is called uh, Chords a Corps, and that's my attempt at speaking French and pronouncing the name of his song correctly. But um, I think you like this. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play this little piece uh, by my friend Eric.
friend Eric. And uh, what do you think of that, Jeff? Do you think you guys like wow. that? Yeah, that was great. That was great. All right. Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. Um, and um, like I said, there's uh, a lot more music that can be found on his YouTube and his MySpace music page. And um, this guy's uh, the guy's fun to watch on the on the YouTube, especially um, the videos, because cool. um, he he really seems to be enjoying his uh, his his playing. So, yeah, I'll have to check him out. Yeah, you have to check him out. Um, so, um, in the event, uh, so Jeff, you have any kindness experiences that um, maybe in the past, you know, week or two that you've experienced that maybe you can share with us? I'll tell you about some of the ones that, that I've experienced, but uh, I thought maybe I'd, I'd see if anything uh, comes to mind for you for things that happened uh, during the week that um, well, stand out. Well, I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of pondered kindness events this week because I, I knew I'd be talking to you and and it's uh it's interesting because when you start to think about the the kindness in itself, people or even things, animals, whatever, doing things just to be nice, not to get any reward. And it seems like we're surrounded by it. Um like I just fed the horse. Was it kindness or duty? Well, actually, it was kindness because I could have just thrown the extra grass out in the trash. So I guess that's uh, how, when you look at that whole kindness concept, I mean, how do you define it? Well, I think it's different for, for different people. Um, for me, I think I've come to the definition of, or to me what kindness is is, is a recognition of need and making a conscious decision to try to fulfill that need. So, um, feeding the horse, yeah, I think that I think that that is a, a kind act, especially um, from the horse's point of view. I'm sure he thought so. Um, <laughs> Considering I'm not really a horse fan, but it, you know, what the heck? What, what did you do this week? Um, in terms of, my, of kindness, um, yeah. Oh, let's see. I don't know. A couple things. I mean, you know, um, like on the random act of kindness kind of thing, like in the um, in, in the lobby at the uh, or the atrium where we work. You know, there's that like yeah. vending machine. I, 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 a couple of times this week, I actually went there. Believe it or not, and and which is probably like the worst things I could possibly have done. But but when I do that, you know, usually I I leave the my my coins. And the coin return, I don't usually take them out so that knowing that somebody else will, um, oh. you know. I'll have to remember well, that. Yeah, you know, you got to check them out, man. <laughs> you, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times on that machine you'll you'll see people that, you know, put notes on there that say, you know, um, you owe me 45 cents or machine ripped me off 80 cents or whatever. Um, I don't see any notes saying, you know, there was, you know, 20 cents extra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you don't want to tell anybody in case they might come back and claim it, I guess. Well, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I think I've, that machine actually brings out kindness in a lot of people. I think I've shaken that machine a few times to break loose. A couple of candy bars didn't come out when they were supposed to. Inspiring <laughs> <laughs> kindness all around us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that machine, I don't know if we could work there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Well, it is kind of a, it is kind of, uh, you know, again, I was pondering that whole thing this week, and I, I drove down to uh, Petaluma, California, and about, what, two hours from where we work, and sitting in the car, there's all kinds of levels, I guess. The fact that you know somebody is trying to get over, and you let them get over in your lane, um, and that's, I guess, what, you know, from talking to you, those are very, I would consider that maybe a small act of kindness, but how far does that spread? Did, did you help that person that day to have a better day just because you did something as small as letting them merge over when when they needed to? And I, I guess that's where it all starts. Well, I think you're right. I think, you know, that um, people tend to behave kind when they they experience kind behavior in others, and I, I think it does kind of feed off each other. 
Um, and yeah, um, something as as small as letting somebody in when they're you know trying to get onto the freeway or or, or whatever it is um, might seem like an insignificant thing, you know, from our own points of view. But um, yeah, no, you're right. That could be the thing that just you know makes somebody's day. That hey, somebody's actually does. In, in the world, somebody else does care enough about me to let me in. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to run me over, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's not like uh, you you talked a few weeks ago about the gal that gave away 33,000 teddy bears, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Um, um, she's, she's pretty awesome. Um, uh, Crabtree. Yeah, that, yes, that was it. Oh, yeah, I love that little girl. I love her. I mean, uh, and that's amazing. I mean, there's a giant act of kindness. And when you're talking, what, 33,000 kids that have, uh, I believe they were cancer-related? This was a girl who was, was seven years old. She, um, you know, she, she used to participate in, like, gymnastics class, and they used to have to make little hair clips, you know, to because their hair had to be tight against their heads. And so she was making them and selling them, um, but her mom thought she was selling them just, you know, to, for extra uh, spending money. But she was actually spending these, uh, or uh, spending the money to buy teddy bears for for cancer patients. And, and wow! Um, and she had a goal. She had a goal of getting 500 um, teddy bears, you know, as a seven-year-old. Um, and and she made it. And in fact, you know, like you said, now she's up to 33,000, and now she's. 17 or 18. Actually, she's a, um, getting ready to attend college, um, and um, has given has given 33,000 teddy bears to cancer patients um, to give them something to hug, and um, it is it's truly amazing um, that um, that level of um, <laughs> kind act um, has resulted yeah. from, from a seven-year-old. Um, <laughs> um, who could have who 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 could have you know taken the money and bought their little PlayStation personal you know <laughs> video game or or whatever um, or you know whatever toy you know is, is their iPod or whatever <laughs> yeah um, yeah oh yeah um, but instead you know um, did that um, I think yeah um, she was, she was uh, truly amazing it is it it is it, do you think that in that case, as she gets older, people are going to expect bigger acts of kindness from her. Um, you know what? And it's, it's possible. I mean, um, I remember uh, listening to to one of one of her interviews, and and somebody had asked her about you know expanding her her work to um, adult cancer patients because she does um, primarily you know do her work with. Um, Childhood cancer and blood disease, leukemia type um, patients, um, you know, that are children that are under 18, and um, you know maybe there is an expectation of her, but um, you know, um, gosh, I think she's. Um, I think if she focuses on on just this thing, um, I think she's done an enormous good, and and maybe it inspires somebody else to to take it to the next level. You know, maybe uh, right. she inspires you know you or I, you know, to to do something that that profound. Do I hear a goat? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to the goat, man? <laughs> well, not, nothing unkind. The, uh, no, I like I said, I, I, I came down and a friend of mine has a, a large yard here, and, and I weed ate the yard, and the grass was probably waist deep. So I've been throwing the clippings over to the goats, and, of course, they're thanking they're, me. Cause what's they're going loving on. it. Oh, digging that freshly cut. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they, we got a, a goat and a. I think the pony that's here is probably over 30 years old, almost 40 years old. Are you kidding and, me? Uh, wow. He's in great shape. He's in. He's just. I, I love this guy. Must but, be a, um, a much loved pet. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, part of the family. The goats are pretty cool too. They. Uh, so. Yeah. So that was kind of, I guess, my act of kindness. Um, I don't get paid or anything, but I, I guess 
in a sense I do. Whenever there's extra tools that aren't being used, I get to take those home and use them at home. So it's not so bad. It, uh, you know, my, my dad was always involved. When, when I was a kid, my dad was very involved in charities and uh, probably was on the board of, oh, I would guess 10 or more charities, uh, ones for uh, underprivileged or um, needy mothers. Um, there was ones for kids. Uh, and I, it always, I guess growing up around that, I never really realized what that was all about. I mean, it was just a natural thing when we had picnics and there was extra food at the picnics, we would go give those to a, to a home, um, the children's home. And they were more than happy to get it. You know, it was stuff that uh, typically they might not serve there, um, you know, garden salads and things like that. Right. And uh, so, so I was always kind of around that idea that you, you don't always expect to get something back. Sometimes really, and I don't know if that makes you a kindness junkie, <laughs> where you just like uh, to do things for people and you, you don't really require anything back, or is that really what you're getting back is that feeling that you're helping people? And, and I suppose with this uh, gal, uh, it was Crabtree, right? Um, there's probably a good feeling to know that you're helping people and and uh a sense of maybe fulfillment i i'm i'm sure it does um provide uh fulfillment and 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 some reward um and um uh, you know to me it doesn't matter whether or not the motive behind kindness you know it's to me yeah. you're going if you're going to do kindness you know that's cool whether you're doing it because you're expecting something in return a selfish motive um to me that's still kindness you know even even yeah. if it has a, there's a selfish motive i'm not going to judge you know somebody's motive for kindness i'm just telling people i think they should be kind people, you know, um, and um, and and I'll leave for the judging of, of motive or whatever to to God or somebody else, you know, let somebody else do that. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. And and so you know whether or not yeah there is a um, um, a benefit um, or not um, whether or not there's a, an expectation of. You know something in return. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it really it matters to me um, whether or not you have that or not. I think as long as you're you, you know you're genuinely coming from a, a kind place, you know where you're you're doing something, you see a need, and you're genuinely going to try to fulfill that need, and and yeah, maybe it benefits you too, but uh, or maybe it doesn't. But um, I still think um, it, it qualifies as a as a kind act, and 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 I think it's as we recognize those kinds of acts that are that we perform ourselves or that other people do for us um um it it, it makes us happier um it, it, it truly does. Yeah. um in fact i was um i was reading a paper i found a paper um regarding a couple of studies that were done at the university of japan and wow. and in these there's two studies and and the results from these two studies um um, the results showed that a um, happy happy people scored higher on their motivation to perform and the recognition of kind behaviors. So there's like a relationship between happiness and being able to perform and recognize kind behaviors. Um, um, happy people also have um, more happy memories in terms of quantity and quality. Um, that subjective happiness was in, increased simply by counting one's own act of kindness for one week. Um, people, they, they, um, one of the um, uh, parts of the study, they would count the occurrences of their own acts of kindness, and and it turned out that um, subjective happiness is, is increased just by counting the acts of kindness that you do in a week. I think that's just remarkable. Um, and that happy people um, become more kind and grateful um, through counting 
you know, like discounting kindness, they call it an intervention, um, um, you know, where you count your, your acts of kindness. Um, I have this, like, website um, where it has the entire paper. It's actually um, part of the National Institute of Health is where this paper was published. Um, and you know, I could read a whole bunch of it, but um, I'm just going to read one little, one little piece before I, I get off on this one. But um, it says the most important finding reported here is the close association between kindness and happiness in everyday life. Kind people experience more happiness and have happier memories. And simply by counting acts of kindness for one pe one week, people become happier and more grateful. Um, thus, our results suggest that happy people are more kind in the first place, and they become even happier, kinder, and grateful following a simple uh, intervention, which is the counting the kindness. Um, so <laughs> to me, that that's a great study. I mean, I, I, well, there's two studies there, right? and I, I totally love that. Um, well, it is kind of a weird thing because it seems like if if you're not happy, let's say you're depressed, and kind acts are being done for you, you know, typically people who are under that kind of stress of depression or high stress situations, maybe the kindness is still being done around them, but they don't receive it. They don't perceive that this kind act was done. Well, they might maybe. Uh, say something like, well, yeah, that guy opened the door for me. They're just trying to, you know, show me up. Or, you know, maybe our perception when we're down is different than when we're up. When we're up and happy, yes, thanks for opening that door for me. Have a good day. If I'm down, maybe it's like, you know, could you get out of the way? I'm in a hurry. And, it, <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, it's, I guess, what I'm trying to get at well, here. You know, I, I, you know, I think that there is a valid point. I think maybe maybe what you're trying to say is that sometimes you do have to be careful in, in how a kind act is perceived, you know, and, and that some people um, may not be receptive um, and might not be the right time and place, um, um, even for a kind act for some folks. Is that kind of... Right. Um, but is it still, do we, you know, still, we've got... You can't not be kind. That's the whole thing is you still got to be kind. And if a person doesn't necessarily accept that kindness at that time, is that necessarily that maybe like you're saying, if, if there's a continual act of kindness and I'm in a, say, a depressed or a highly stressed state, maybe, maybe at some point, like the study said, after a week or so, that groundwork has been placed that now I start to say, wait a second, people are being nice to me. The world isn't such a bad place after all. There are some nice people out there. And maybe that is the, the, the kind of core of what you're saying is it's that idea of getting that ball rolling. Exactly. And, and you know, kindness does, I think, really occur around us all the time. And, and it's just a matter, I think, of sometimes just recognizing it, just seeing it. And like you said, it's, you know, the person at the supermarket that, you know, that lets you in ahead of them because you only had a couple items or, you know, or holding the right. door, um, you know, holding the door and um, somebody says thank you and you say you're welcome and, and that kind of thing. I mean, it just seems like, you know, general manners, but... I think those things count as kindness too. I count those in my in my count kindness experiences. Um, you know, especially if you know I, I do hold the door and somebody does say thank you. You know, um, yeah, it's just an acknowledgement that you know um, that that, <laughs> um, that the act was performed and 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 really I don't think any kind act is is insignificant no matter how small. Um, so. Yeah, even opening a door. Um, uh, I, I don't think that um, uh, that's insignificant at all. Um, so um, I, I just, you know, I just think it's cool though that you know the 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 more kind you are, the happier you you can be. Another thing that kind of occurred to me, um, you know, listening to you, um, is another kind of a cure for depression. I mean, I know a lot of people take the Xanax and the Prozac and the antidepressant anxiety and, and all these medications, but, um, you know, I've, I kind of, um, 
suffer from depression at times and and there's nothing like performing a kind act to to kind of take you right out of it um you know i know you've listened to a couple of my previous you know programs and i do talk about yeah. the you know the runners call it the runner's high but you know for kindness people the the endorphin release <laughs> um it also happens when you when you perform a kind act not just you, know, you don't have to you don't have to run 5 miles to get the runner's high you can <laughs> Um, Get high on kindness. <laughs> basically, it's a helper's high, is what they call it. And and um, and you know, I, I I've noticed it. I've tried to notice it and be more um, aware of that. And 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 how I actually feel after I, even if it's just opening the door for somebody, um, um, it, it it does give you a, a brief little kind of a boost. You know, it's kind of a um, it, it's something that I think. Um, we need to experience every day, and, and yeah, we're all like uh, kindness junkies. The uh, and, and it is, it's an, you know, I, I guess it's part of the human condition. You know, we we're talking today about, uh, you know, having to really think about this kindness, perform an act of kindness every day, and then uh, you're also alluding to the fact that if we just live happy this kindness is just kind of all part of it. And, and it's really, to me, uh, a big deal that for our society, whether we preach the actual act of kindness as much as we teach the, what would you call it, the life of kindness or the art of kindness, should we really have to think about being kind every day or should it be so embodied in our personalities that we just are? And and I know that's kind of reaching out there when you have people out there that are committing crimes and being mean to each other. But on the other hand, it seems like uh, that there there is this movement. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in here a second because I'm gonna kind of change the topic slightly. One thing I think that happens a lot. It seems like certain segments of society can be blamed for being bad uh we that might be our religious sides of our society our faith people we we all know the bad that occurs in some of these faith-oriented places but on the other hand there's a lot of good there's a lot of kindness and good that comes out of these organizations by other people that are involved and i think sometimes they get overlooked um I agree. You know, I think you know what I think that um, the the most darkest, heinous individuals I think at some point in their life um, are or have been capable of kindness, and um, no matter <laughs> how bad or good you know you think you are, um, I, I think that is something that that kind of actually binds us all. Um, you know. I, and there's actually, there's, and I don't have the um, the website that I saw this on, but um, there's some people that actually believe that the research now is showing that there's actually a kindness gene um, that really that in fact kindness really is part of our essential nature, um, really as you know who we are, and, and I'm sure some people have more of a proclivity towards it toward than others Uh-oh. you know just like you know my vision sucks you know and, and you're and you're 2020 uncorrected right. you know and, so you're and, really kind and and i'm not really kind i can blame that on my parents huh? yeah yeah <laughs> exactly you know, you're a jerk and i and i can't see but you know that's all because of mom and dad yeah <laughs> it's all genetics man <laughs> that's funny i mean i guess if we can blame a lot of other thing on mom and dad or our <laughs> genetics or our past or our, our uh, heritage, I guess we can blame kindness on it too. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of funny, but it uh, it makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, but I guess again, I'm going to jump a little bit here and go. Uh, if we believe it can be genetic in a sense, part of our physical makeup. Uh, do we really know, I mean, I guess, for example, could we take a kid that has the kindness gene and put him in a bubble 
or put them in a, in a situation or her in a situation where they're surrounded by unkind people, will they, in a sense, rise to the top? Will they, will they perform acts of kindness because of that physical makeup? Or does our environmental uh, makeup override that? You know, I think our environmental um, does tend to override that, and I think that, um, um, well, this, you know, this little little girl who was seven years old and decided to, um, uh, you know, do this thing for cancer kids. Um, I think that, um, you know, she still hadn't been <laughs> corrupted by by the selfishness and the greed and, and the the negative things that we see in our society. Um, and you know, I think kindness does have to be practiced, or I think it, it can easily be forgotten. And when I, you know, say you know one act of kindness per day, you know that's that's just that, I mean that's something that should be really easy to do. Um, and and yet, um, it, 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 I think a lot of people would struggle to come up with one kind thing that they did, you know, every day this this past week. Um, and it's kind of a sad state of affairs. Well, but maybe they maybe they do these acts, but they don't consider them kind. Well, um, my mom and, makes me dinner. Does is that a kind act, or is that what? just her that, taking that care is, of me? That 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 is that, that, to me that counts. You know, because yeah, it, um, it does. And and yeah, there's and there's tons of people that do you know, multiple acts of of, of kind acts and um, every day. Yeah. And, and, but there are others that, that don't. <laughs> um, so what would you, I mean, if I'm, I'm someone who does kind acts, I would generally say I'm a kind person. I'm not as kind as you are. I think we coined the term Captain Kindness for you a few times, or I did anyway, uh, because I feel you you do more tangible acts of kindness than I do, but or that I perceive I do. What would you say to somebody who's listening today how do I step out of just my normal acts of kindness? I'm a good person, and I do things for people, but how do I go big? What, how, do I, how do I associate myself with organizations or people that are going big with kindness? <laughs> um, well, I mean... Like this Crabtree. Uh, um, you know, that... What... what, what what Crabtree did, I think, was extraordinary, and sure, we can anybody could can do something like that or get involved with 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 her organization. You know, uh, was it um, Taybear? Taybear dot org. Oh. Um, um, yes, that was Taylor Crabtree's um, website. You can, I mean, and, and donate. I mean, I actually did do a um, a, a make small do- donation to her website. I did that online. It was my online act of kindness one week. Um, where I actually um, <laughs> donated online, and you know, and that was, that's, that's you know, that's an easy thing to do if you have you know cash or time. Um, I mean, donate, donate your time um, or donate your cash. I, um, who, who did I donate to? Lymphoma, Lymphoma Society this week. You know, I, I, yeah. I made a small donation to them. I mean, the um, um, it, it, that's you know, that's easy um, if you have. I think. You know, if you spend time at a at a nursing home and and take your dog to the patients and let them all pet your dog or something like that, I mean that's huge. You know, even if that's you know an hour of your time. Um, and, yeah. Um, I think that's I have goldfish, big. but I I could try taking my goldfish in. Well, you know, you take your goldfish and see if you know they want to pet your goldfish. And, yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, a lot of it's just the companionship, though, Jeff. You know. Um, yeah, it and, is. Um, and, and even though they don't know you, um, I mean, they would love to um, uh, sit and have you talk to them. You know, again, you know, somebody cares that 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 they exist at all, you know. Um, um, so th- I think that those are ways that people can go big um, and relatively easily, um, even if you don't have a lot of money to donate to, to charity. Oh, yeah, because I've always, I've been, it's kind of my makeup. I, I would rather, I would rather donate time and effort 
than my money to an organization. And that sounds a bit, I know a lot of these organizations, money can be used. I mean, it has great leverage. They can move it to areas they need it. Uh, whereas when you donate your time, you're somewhat fixed in an area. I, I can't leave my job and go donate time in Africa. But there is, I have donated quite a bit of time through little leagues and things in local areas. And, and that's a thing I think, we all can do that really makes our local environment so much better. If, in fact, we're trying to get this ball rolling to be kind, uh, volunteering for your local organizations like that and volunteering your time, there, there's nothing, I think, that uh, – and I don't want to <laughs> kind of uh, to say that giving money is bad, but it seems in, in my makeup I find it that – when I go out and do something physically with somebody, they appreciate it. You you can feel their energy. Um, some of the I local think, I think the helpers high that you get from yeah you know, giving your time is is a is a greater and longer lasting um, endorphin release than than the rush that is given um, when you give money. I I, I yeah. you know I, I I would agree with that 100 percent. Um, it is a, it's a more um, personal gift and a more rewarding, I think, um, uh, feeling. Uh, um, yes, and um, it does give you, I think in, in some cases, and I hate to again sound like I'm being uh, self-serving, but when you go out and identify with people on a one-to-one -one basis, you're also giving them the opportunity to directly return that favor to you at some point, whether that's being in the grocery mart and, and they come up and you talk to them for a while, or they find out that at some point in your life you need uh, some help and they can participate to help you. Um, it is. It's, it's, it's a circle, I guess, you know, and, and getting that uh, proverbial circle or ball to continue is, I guess, what we're all here about. Or here about. <laughs> So I'm going to pose that question I started with a little bit ago. We talked about going big. Uh, you talked about a couple organizations that, that you get involved with. Um, do you have an example like this week, because I know you're in tune to this stuff, of some of these big organizations? Uh, I, I imagine uh, right now there's probably with the swine flu situation the way it is, I imagine there's some organizations that are stepping up. Have you, uh, you know, um, heard of any of these? Or? <laughs> you know, I, I really haven't reacted to the swine flu epidemic, pandemic um, hysteria, but um, you know, typically organizations like you know Red Cross or uh, I've given to them in the past. You know, when um, there's been natural disasters, and um, I know that um, you know. I think another way to, of going, kind of going big, um, is donating blood. Um, I don't know. Hey, I do that. Oh, I'm you know, see, oh, see, no, no, see, no, there's, there's a huge gift right there, man. And that, to, to me, people that do that, um, that's, that, um, that's an awesome, that's an awesome gift. Um, and um, to me, that counts as, that counts as going big. <laughs> um, well, I, I've been given quite, I, you know, I used to give years ago. And then I, unfortunately, I, I had kind of a bad experience because I have uh, B negative, uh, let's see, I have B negative blood. Uh, the Red Cross or one of those uh, was hitting me up quite a bit, and they left me standing a few times. I, I'd drive 20 miles from where I live to give blood, and I'd get there, and they weren't very kind. And they said, sorry, we don't, we can't take you now. And uh, so just recently I started giving again, and uh, it it's, is uh, a good feeling to know that something as simple as being farmed for blood uh, can help somebody. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, it's an, it is a good feeling, and besides, they get they have those really good cookies when you're done. <laughs> See, and, and those give you and those give you a helper's high. And it's, it's, the cookie. <laughs> yeah. it's the cookies, man. <laughs> I, I just I love the cookies. You know, they do those little Debbie cookies with the 
the cream in the middle. <laughs> They're an oatmeal cookie with the cream in the middle. I love those things. Yeah, and the Kool-Aid, too, and the punch, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, that's good yeah. stuff, man. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Uh, I'm going to go back again. My Because my dad was so involved, uh, and it's just, I don't know why. I never really asked him why, other than I think it was a sense of duty for him to be involved. Um, when I was in, shoot, uh, third and fourth grade, I was part of the Red Cross, Junior Red Cross, I think it was. And uh, like I was saying before, I don't know that I consciously ever thought about what I, it was just what I was doing. I think it was almost, I don't want to make it sound like it was expected, but it was just what was normal in my family. Right. Um, you you did this stuff because you could, and uh, why wouldn't you? It was. Um, uh, do you think? And, you know, do you think it still is? Do you think it's normal in most families? It seems like nowadays, you know, it's it's more normal um, to to behave in an, I don't know, an abusive manner or, a, you know, well, it's, it's yeah. funny, you know, to, you're, you got punked, you know, it's, it's funny, you know. And, well, and, I think, yeah, I think you have to be careful when, you know, when we look at like nowadays, uh, what we surround ourselves with is what we see. And I think there's, a lot of people out there that are doing kind acts. I think there's a lot of people who are being good people to each other. Unfortunately, the people who we see the most of, just like reading the newspaper, are the people who break away from the norm and, and become spectacles in a sense. Um, the people that, you know, when you walk into the store and you have the person who's being rude, they stand out because they are being rude. Uh, there's still, and, and this is actually one of my pet peeves, I really think overall, at least in my life, most of the people are good. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I, I can say that all things have changed, that, you know, today, you know, back in the 60s, people were a lot kinder. I, I don't know that I feel that way. I, I think there's a lot going on these days, but with the mass media, the way it is, they tend to, you know, paper sell when bad things happen. And I think it's, it's important for people to look and read behind that. Uh, just like the, the swine flu thing, we can look at how bad this is. But on the other hand, uh, there are organizations, there are people out there that are doing uh, tremendous amounts of work to try to prevent this from being much bigger than it is already, right? So, so that I, that was a mouthful, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it is. It's it's uh, you know it is like I said my my pet peeve that uh, one of my pet peeves that we really I think, and I challenge people to to look for the good. Because if we go out and see the bad, just like being depressed, uh, we're not seeing the good. If we go out there and we expect or try to see the good, uh, today's teenagers, are they all bad? Well, we have an example of Miss Crabtree that isn't. She, right. She's a tremendous example of and, and it's easy to conclude from everything that we see on the media that yeah that all all these kids are rotten kids and they're all bad kids and and you're right and they're not um but you're right we we are so influenced by what makes the media you know and what's acceptable and and even what's entertaining you know on in on television and unfortunately um um you know programs like this um <laughs> Uh, although I have to admit, uh, we are getting more listeners. Uh, the month that I was off, I, our, our listenership uh, of the archive shows went way, way up. So, um, oh, really good. <laughs> so that's really good. But um, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it, it doesn't compete with you know, like, well, Rush Limbaugh is number one, I guess, in in, in real radio, and um, um, you know, he doesn't spread the, the kindness message. I don't think you know, it, it's more of a it's more of an abusive um, message, and and that's and we and and he's very very popular, and that's um, very 
um, acceptable for him to to, you know, to behave in in that way and, and basically call people names and um, and, yeah. and and be abusive. Um, um, and so yeah, it's um, <laughs> it is an entertainment value, uh, you know. And and I suppose seeing the normal stuff in life, and that's I think what a lot of these I don't know they used to coin the term shock jocks. Uh, Howard Stern's another one that exactly uh, kind of yeah uh, are they unkind? Well, in their personal lives, I don't think we have the information to judge whether they're kind or not. I, I imagine both no, of those it, people. It's the are, entertainment of their program that they you know either have this persona that they you know portray, and whether or not that's yeah. the way they really behave in real life. I I realize that. Um, that Rush might be a real nice guy in real life, and and Howard's probably you know a real loyal friend and all, but um, right. But um, you know they've 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 made a lot of money, quite frankly, on um, yes on on that persona that that frankly is is abusive, and it's not you know it's not, it's not a uh, kind and nurturing. Um, kind of person that um that was successful um in that persona you know the, the right that, that they and, and what kind of, yeah exactly sorry i cut you off there the uh that's the whole thing is it's not I, I think when you get to a certain point you realize it's entertainment it's when it's not realized as entertainment that it can be scary when people think that that abuse is a norm well, that's the thing. You know, our entertainment, though, you know, becomes uh, you know, we become so desensitized to that that it it does become normal, um, and it does start to become normal behavior. Um, I think you know when when it's just when we're so bombarded with it, you know, all the time, and we're bombarded with the negative, and that's why it is easy to conclude that that all kids are bad, um, or that you know all Mexicans are going to give you a, um, a flu, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever right. it is, you know. Um, that, <laughs> Um, we know, just celebrated. Go ahead. I'm this is based on the sheer volume of of information that you know that that that's on you know the radio and the television and uh, you know all these the media outlets, um, you know and and those 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 types of um, you know beliefs are are like I said we become desensitized um, to those behaviors and like you said we it does create misconceptions I think that. Um, it, it's obvious that not all kids are bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you're you're not going to get um, H1M1. What do they call this new virus now? They changed the name. Yeah, I think was, they well, they're taking like the R2 spine, D2, I R2 D2 flu. <laughs> is that what it is now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. Um, and, you know, and, and the, you know. <laughs> What was uh, I think Walter said the other day? Yeah, yeah they let let some you know kid go to Mexico and and um, you know for the, came back positive or whatever. <clears throat> um, shouldn't have let him go, you know. And um, um, yeah, that kind of thing is um, it's just so common, you know. Um, well, I think it's important to to look, especially with the flu situation. There are risks involved, and certainly traveling to the hot spots, of which appears California is kind of one right now. I think there's 23 cases or so yesterday, they said. Um, you know, to, to take, to be careful is certainly one thing. When I think we start to blame people, and I, I've heard the same thing, well, you know, look where it came from. It started in Mexico. Well, I believe you know, that that's, it's going to start somewhere. And to hold a whole society of people uh, responsible for something that basically I'm sure they did not want, uh, it seems kind of wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, what, yeah, yeah, they, uh, it, it is, it's, uh, it is, uh, I think, important to look at, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes in our society. And to get back to the, the whole issue of kindness, um, at some point we have to step outside the stereotype and just look, and, and we've all heard this millions of times, judge the person for what and who they are. 
And I think even in your uh, being kind to people, I think that goes a step further and says, you know, I don't necessarily have to predetermine that you're a good or bad person. You're a person, and I'm willing to be kind. I'm willing to take a step just because. And I guess it doesn't even have to be a person. It could be an animal. Now, it could be, yeah, a horse or a goat. But um, <laughs> yeah, do you get do you get credit for being kind to your car? Because I love my car, <laughs> and 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 sometimes I feel very motivated to uh, take my car out and take it for a ride because I know it enjoys that ride. Um, so I, I don't know. It's the, you know it, gonna, taking kind. I, I think on next week's show, I think I'm going to have to make that a. Um, a a topic of, of of conversation is being kind to your car. Does that count? Um, wow, yeah. that, you know, I hadn't thought about that one. <laughs> I mean, is that just is that just uh, me uh, being a, a, a kindness junkie that I feel good because I was kind to my car, who we might be able to argue doesn't know the difference. Uh, and if so, have I become a kindness addict? <laughs> are, are you kinder to your car than you are to your goat? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, <laughs> I, I hope not. I, I hope I, you know, it, it, um, it, you know, actually, I had a situation happen yesterday where uh, I was, uh, somebody was talking about what they needed to do with uh, some animals, and uh, these are animals that I've known, and uh, I can't take the animals, like uh, one of the dogs, I can't take one. But, gosh, I, I for a few minutes I, I was almost, like, stricken with terror because I thought, what if no one takes the dog and it ends up at the pound and then it gets euthanized? And it, it's one of the first times, I, I don't know that I find that I'm a, a real... Uh, animal lover like some people are uh, where you treat your animal like it's your own kid I certainly have never been cruel to my animals but I I still consider them animals not people but for a brief time yesterday I was kind of choked up because these are animals that I have spent time with that I've done stuff with and and the thought of them being you eliminated a with them yeah like that yeah that is kind of sad hey, and of course i'm an animal hey, lover and, and so um yeah i'm that would totally make me sad too but um yeah well you know you develop relationships with them and 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 even though they are maybe a lesser species although i wonder <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes i wonder about that one um yeah um um, but yeah, they nonetheless they can still become uh, valuable relationships. Um, and um, yeah, I, I wish you the best of luck on that one. I, I well, we're we're trying to find uh, good new homes for a couple of the pets. The the owner is moving to a place that uh, they can't have all the pets, the, the couple of goats and and a couple of horses, and and certainly there there's going to be no harm. We're we're going to find places for the animals where they'll be appreciated that's for sure i mean there's no alternative to that but even that it uh you know i I put myself in their place and think you know how how weird that must feel when you get up every day and one person feeds you and and takes care of you and all of a sudden you're just given away and i i can't imagine what that must be like for a person um, to be in a situation where they're, uh, I don't want to say abandoned, but I guess that's where I'm going, is, you know, uh, I, I guess we've all been in relationships where all of a sudden, uh, maybe high school, we haven't talked to somebody in 30 years. And uh, I, I, I don't know, do animals really experience that same loss of, of uh, you know, uh, recognition, I don't know, and uh, in I this would case, argue that they do, but I don't. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm like I said, I'm kind of biased. I'm, I'm an animal lover, and um, I, I think that they, that they do know, and that they, that they, 
do have abandonment issues just like people do. I would tend to think so. I, I would tend to believe that, definitely. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a turtle guy, so usually when, when turtles the turtles are gone, turtles and goldfish, that's where I'm at. I, 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 uh, I like them. I can, I'm just not real good at... Uh, I, the reason I've avoided uh, dogs and cats is I'm not home all the time, and I do my 40 hours of work, and some weekends I'm gone, so I don't feel real comfortable leaving an animal like a cat or a dog that requires more human interaction. Yeah, they require lots of attention, and really, you know, you shouldn't have a pet if you, you know, if you can't devote the necessary time, and it is a huge time commitment, that's for sure. But I, I used to have a goldfish, and, and even that, you know, that was a commitment. I, oh, gosh, I remember we kept it in the bathroom, and... And and, it, and and I remember I had it next to the mirror in the bathroom, and and every now and then it would jump out because it would see the goldfish on the other side in the mirror. Um, oh and no! It, and <laughs> one day, um, you know, the goldfish is on the floor, and and I, oh. uh, you know, it's finally over for the goldfish. So that's so sad. I I got a, a piece of toilet paper and I picked up the goldfish and I I threw it in the toilet. And you started, had a eulogy, right? It, it started swimming around. It wasn't dead. I thought it was dead. It was all blue. Um, it, it came back to life and started swimming in the toilet. And so I cleaned out its bowl and then took it out of the toilet, put it in his bowl. And, and, and he lived for he lived for a long time after that, like probably another six months or something. But, um, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so there was my kind goldfish story of the week, and. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. I see That's, that um, uh, we're running we're running real low on time here. We're down to the last uh, couple minutes. I, I wanted to thank you, Jeff, for um, for taking the time to, uh, to to talk on my show today. So I don't have to do all the talking all by myself. You um, yeah. you, you were definitely um, I think provided a um, a different uh, um, perspective and an, and an, um, it was a nice balance. I, I enjoyed the show today. So. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. I think that was really cool. Well, I appreciate the chance, and I would challenge all your listeners to to actually examine what they do and how they do it, and and how their kindness is embodied in their their personality. And and uh, hey, step outside the box, go big with it, and see. Uh, you know, don't worry about how you feel. See what it does for other people. I think that's excellent advice, and like I said, I you know I'm not, I don't judge motive, I don't really care, but I think it's excellent advice to to kind of step of a step of you know out of the comfort zone and and um, and do some of the things that that you have done, you know the the giving of blood. I think that's a, that's a great one. Um, things that uh, you know, maybe you don't necessarily occur to you um, to to do, you know, visiting a a, a nursing home and and everybody to um, be good this week and um, you know what um, maybe write them down write down your um, your kindness experiences and, and give us a call next week let's talk about it I think that we can all benefit from hearing each other's kindness experiences um, and that little helper's high um, we can benefit each other with it just by talking about our experiences um, so any in any event like a great plan um, oh, well, thanks. Um, and again, Jeff, thanks for <laughs> thanks for calling. Um, hey, um, come by and see me tomorrow morning at work. Um, I, I need to talk to you about some work stuff. So, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but we'll deal with that tomorrow. All right, man. It looks like we're just about out of time. All right, uh, thank you, everybody. Um, Have a good bye. evening. Bye now. Bye. Okay. So, um, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it.